Hello, MBH fans. Uh, welcome to another episode of Make Believe Heroes. We are very excited to get to some D&D tonight. But before we do that, uh, I recently had someone reach out to us about a really cool TTRPG tool that you could use. This really, really cool new item uh, for your gaming table is called Tales Unbound. The story-driven themed card deck series by Afterlight Comics. Tales Unbound is a really, really cool new way to weave stories and narrate them out, fleshing the details by drawing cards that have really awesome uh, actions or characters or monsters and things like that that can be used to do some really cool stuff in your game. So if you are interested in something like that, just take a second. Follow the link in the show notes to their campaign on Backer Kit. There's just a few days left to back this, so if you're interested in picking that up, go check it out now. And we look forward to uh, maybe talking more about it in the future once we have them in our hands. Tales Unbound, go check it out using the link in the show notes. Let's get to some Dungeons & Dragons. <coughs> oh, This is a podcast. It is. Where everyone screams. Screaming. And we're missing three... Or four or 17 characters because they all died. Oh. Yeah, we did. Blood for the blood god! Oh, no. We're all gonna die. Spoilers. Corn for the corn cob. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Make Believe Heroes, an actual play, 5th edition, Dungeons & Dragons adventure. Uh, my name is Paul. I am your Dungeon Master, and tonight I'm joined by some friends of mine. Hey, guys, it's Jeremy, and I play Blaze Blightwood, at least for a little bit longer. Oh. I'm Jeffrey, and I play Joe. Mama. Mama. Got him. I'm Alan, and I play Brackle. Hi, I'm Red, and I play Kellen. He is Red, and uh, Zach and Felicia aren't uh, aren't aren't here with us. Right they're now. dead. <laughs> no, no, they're not. Um, but they died. So, make believe heroes. Um, it's a podcast where we play D and D with each other. Um, we're going to, but before we do, of course, we need to do a couple things. First of all, we need to give a shout out. To one of our dear friends. Actually, tonight we're going to cheat a little bit. Oh, no. We're going to give a shout out to four individuals who signed on to the Patreon altogether for champions. Um, you will have already heard them by now uh, as they played in our most recent NBC that we released in the season. So a big shout out to Joseph, Shanna, Michael, and Lizzie Carroll. Shout out to some of the funniest d and I've played in a long time. You guys are great. Uh, fantastic. And you, you are what keeps us going. You know, it's really just you all. Uh, thank you so much. Only you four. You are the four that keeps the show going. are filled with love for you. Also, if you want to help us, you can go onto iTunes and leave us a five-star review. And if you do, we will read it live on the show and we're actually, we're going we're gonna to read a couple for you tonight. The first one, this one actually comes from all the way in Australia. Australia. And it is from... Sydney. BTD Slug, entitled, I'm going <laughs> to love this podcast until I'm 17. <laughs> wow. Well, because then you can't listen to it. Yep. Five-star review. Here we go. 
I travel a lot, so this podcast has helped a lot in five to 13-hour drives. Wow. Woo. And that's it. 13-hour drives. That is crazy. Man. Uh, Hey, BTD Slug, thank you for the review, and we're glad that we could help you out all the way in Australia with those 13-hour drives. And now another review to be read by Caleb Red. But I can't read. Oh, you can't read? Oh, dang. No. This is a... F- what is this name? Belesk, I guess. I don't know. B- Belesk. B-E-L-E-S-C. What's it called? What's the review called? Why did it take me so long to find this podcast? Question mark. Five-star review. I love this. So entertaining and engaging. Mm. I started with season four and... Am on episode 14 right now. Okay. And I plan on going back to season one and catching up on what I missed in the first three seasons once I run out of season four episodes. Love all the players, the characters, and the DM. Can't praise it enough. Oh, well, thank you so much, Belesque. That's that's awesome. That's back from back in March. Thank you. Sweet. So I wonder how far they've made it by now. Um, actually, you know what? I had a, a friend of mine. His he got his girlfriend to start listening to the show the other day, and she started on season five, and I was like, you know, it kind of hurts me a little bit. Yeah, you know, but you know what? If you're listening to the show and you started, you know, don't let it hurt you. Maybe you started with season five, episode sixteen. We're just glad that you took the time to listen. Hopefully, there's something here that is entertaining enough that you'll go all the way back and join us from it the beginning. It is literally hashtagged. That's how dated it is. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag save the truth. Hashtag. Um. All right. Well, it's time to get started with some Dungeons and Dragons. So let's begin with the rolling of the giant blue D20. Dragons. Let's get dead. We don't have anyone here to verify because Felicia's not in the room, but it is a Schmeventine. It's going to be a five. I'm going to roll Schmeventines all night. All right. Oh, what do you know? We had a listener write in and say they're going to love the show till they're 17. And I rolled a 17. That's pretty cool. So if you're 17... Does that mean we're all going to die? We're probably all dead. If you're 17 and you tuned in tonight, just for tonight, because I rolled it on the D20, you can listen to this episode. Wow. Where everybody dies. You can listen to all of our characters die tonight. If you have any friends who are 17 who stopped listening, let them know that they can listen to this episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Give them a call. Uh, Let's talk about what happened last time on Make Believe Heroes. What did happen last time? Uh, last time, our group of adventurers set out at sea have begun their journey northward, back toward Vent Haven. They took a few moments to say goodbye to Captain Hamlin Orangewood, giving him a captain's funeral at sea. And then Joseph and crew uh, went over to their greatly damaged Kareen, which is now being towed by the only uh, operating sea vessel left from their fleet, which of course is the Fanta Sea. Upon reboarding the Kareen, uh, they were summoned to go below decks and they found that the mysterious woman they had rescued at sea had awakened from her extended slumber. But as they spoke with her, they found that she was mute Unable to speak, she could respond to their questions, 
but she could not speak a single word. They discovered markings on her body in a language they could not understand. But they made arrangements for Amber to come in and help her see if she could read these markings. Once discovering that they could not go any further with this mystery, the Shade decided it was time to activate the Pearl of Remembrance. With Blaze's instruction, he, Joseph, and Blaze set back toward the top decks where the Shade would enter into Joseph's chambers and activate the Pearl, while Brackle and Kellen would keep watch over the mysterious woman. Blaze. Let's go. You planted your great sword outside of the captain's quarters into the, the, the wood planks, right? That is correct. You and Joseph uh, are standing in the captain's quarters. The shade has lied back on the bed. You all heard that flute-like tone that, that resounded from the pearl as it was activated. And now the shade is in a deep trance-like slumber, which is strange. Which is strange because elves don't sleep. That's what I was going to say. It is strange. Joseph, he should not be sleeping. Elves do not sleep. Uh, he's not an elf? He clearly appears to be an elf. And I have never seen him sleeping. What's with the purple? All of them? Huh? Like purple eyes and all that. I have never seen an elf like that in all my travels in Monumi. I, I have too much knowledge of Dark Elves to be speaking as Blaze, and I've been obsessed with Drizdu Erden for way too just, long. Just, you, know, you don't know anything about him, man. He's, he's one of a kind. Uh, this is not... I have never met... He's not a Dark Elf, and he's not an Elf. He's a Shade. I uh, I go over closer to him, mm-hmm. and I want to see if I can see his like eyes moving behind his eyelids. Uh, you do see something like that, yes. Shade doesn't have... He doesn't have, like any wares, like bags or packs or anything like that? Uh, actually, now that you mention it, he has never had any sort of a pack with him. Blaze wants to get a close look at him, mm-hmm. you know, may- maybe even check his vitals and, like, see yeah. if everything's okay. He's gonna speak out to him. Okay. Shade, are you asleep? You get no response from him. But if you want to check him, then you need to make a check. Can I do like a medicine check yeah. or yeah. A, an insight to yeah. see how he is? Medicine would be more appropriate here. I got a natural 20. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Whoa. I got a natural 20. Okay, well, you know what? He's He seems perfectly fine. He seems completely fine. Um, healthy. Breathing normal. He looks like someone sleeping in a deep in a deep level of sleep, comfortable. He's not like moving fitfully, anything like that. Um, you can see that his his eyes are moving beneath their eyelids, as if he is in some sort of a deep dream state. It's true. Okay, I'm going to uh, pray. Okay. For us or in the game? <laughs> All of the above. Um, no, Blaze is going to. Uh, sit down cross-legged on the floor mm-hmm. like fa- facing the shade and he's going to try to speak to Provalian. He's just going to say a prayer. Um, you know, just looking for some wisdom or insight into what to do in this situation and to try to tell her that the shade has the pearl of remembrance. Okay. I rolled an 18. Okay, for a religion check. Yep. And you're seeking you're seeking guidance? 
Yeah. Yeah, and to tell her that he is, uh, he has that pearl. So, in Blaze speak, that would be like, Lady Prevalian, the Shade has the Pearl of Remembrance. I am not sure if this is safe, and I am not sure what to do. Should I kill him with my sword? Okay. You pray that, uh, but uh, you get no response. As you finish praying and you're kind of waiting and tuning in and trying to hear any anything, any sort of leadership from your goddess, uh, you hear a knock at the door, Joseph. Who is it? It's uh, it's Pip, Captain. What is it, Pip? Uh, he, you open the door. No. Uh, I, I, I um, just needed to give you an update about uh, the the situation downstairs. Mm. What's Joseph doing? You just talk through the door. Or do you open the door? I will not open the door. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, sorry, didn't mean to disturb you during something, um, Captain. Um, just Amber can't come right now um, to the ship. She is still operating with the winds for uh, the fantasy, trying to keep us going. And she is going to come after she rests uh, in the morning, first thing, and see the the lady. But she requests that while she does, if you could possibly take her place for a while with your wind uh, manipulating abilities. Hmm. Of course, Blaze can hear all this as well. If you need to go, I will guard the shade. I don't like that. Splitting the party is the best. His sword is outside. Do you have any weapons on you? Perhaps I do. He definitely totally does, for sure. I mean, you can see weapons on him. Well, let me have them. Well, it's not till the morning. You know, you can... Oh, oh, it's in the morning. Gotcha. Wait till then. Whatever you want to do. In the morning, yes. Yeah. I'll take over in the morning, I suppose. Okay, I will let her know. Thank you. Brackle is going to keep watch uh, and such as you requested over the lady during the night. Very good. So Brackle, um, as Pip just told the captain, uh, he and Skip have made the arrangements for Amber to come first thing in the morning. You're uh, going to keep watch over the lady tonight, maybe rest down there around the door or something like that, or... And Skip, you know, Pip and Skip might also take a shift or something like that. You know, maybe you'll take the first watch and then one of them take another. You guys can work it out amongst yourselves. But the point is, Amber's not going to be coming to um, speak with her tonight. So you just you just keep an eye on her till the morning, make sure everything's okay. Blaze, I'm assuming that you and Joseph also kind of take your shifts in the night just to make sure someone is awake to watch the shade and that everything's all right. Yes, Everything goes yes, of course. fine. The shade does not move. Uh, and there's no crying out. You know, there might be some shifting... There's no crying out, no movement. He's perfectly still, uh, like I said, in a trance, like like a trance-like state, but but obviously sleeping. Uh, downstairs, Brackle, you take your first watch, and then soon Pip um, and Skip come, and they, they take a shift as well. As the sun rises, Brackle, um, you are asleep in the room. Uh, Pip is inside there as well, keeping watch, and uh, and there is a knock at the door. Pip uh, steps over and opens the door, uh, and as he does, standing there is Amber with her her little hard hat, you know, like shell hard hat thing on and everything, and she says, oh, um, good, good morning, uh, it's Pip, right? And he kind of like cracks his knuckles in his back and stretches a little bit, uh, yeah, um, <clears throat> uh, yeah, uh, it's Pip, uh, it's uh, in your Amber, 
and she she like smiles. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, I am here to uh, to talk with the uh, the passenger, uh, the 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 mysterious uh, woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let me um, let me let me wake. Uh, wait, have you seen Kellen? I am here. Oh, there you are. Um, All night. I was about to. <laughs> I was about to come and, and see if you could take a shift helping watch um, Lois here. Uh, well, uh, that's her name is Lois. No, well, that's what uh, Skip and I we we uh, we figured we need something to call her, so we just started calling her Lois. I feel like she looks more like a Brenda. Lois, Peter. Okay. Well, you call her whatever you like. She's not even told us what her name is, so uh, she's still sleeping. But uh, oh, okay. Uh, I need to check with the captain, and he's supposed to go take um, Amber's place here. Uh, so, if you wouldn't mind, maybe uh, maybe you wake Brackle, and you can see what she needs to do. Okay, I go touch Brackle tenderly. You go put your hand on Brackle. Mm. Brackle grabs the wrist and breaks it. No, Brackle doesn't. Then he wakes up and says, "Oh, I'm sorry." No, Brackle doesn't. Oh. Brackle wakes up and says, hey. I need to know how you wake Brackle. I mean, I'm assuming I would just be put my hands on his shoulders and be like, hey, Brackle, wake up and like shake him. Okay, roll roll me a D4. Yikes. I got a one. Nice. Uh, You take five necrotic damage. Oh. Ah! As these little black feely things uh, creep up immediately and i say creep they're they're creep they don't really creep they lash out from brackle's shoulders the moment you touch him and they stab into your fingers like little needles okay do i roll for ptsd uh no yes but for the, sure the little okay. needle things like stab into your hands and as they do brackle that awakens you with like a shock <laughs> i fall backwards and I'm like, oh! You look over and you can see now, Brackle, these little, on him, these little, like, black, tendrily, like, veiny things running up his neck and up on his cheek. But as he as he stirs and wakes and turns around, they recede back again under his collar. What was that? Alan. Yes. Roll. What is your hit die? What's your hit die? Is it a D10? I think it's a D10. That's what it is. So roll me a D10. One D10. Or it's a four, yeah. Okay, so with a four... Um, you feel very tired, Rackle. I feel very tired, Rackle. You know, it's been a long few days. Obviously, you've been at sea. Your body hasn't really gotten the rest it needs. You know, you've lined back on this little cot-type chair thing, getting some rest. But you've you've gone a lot of nights without a lot of sleep. This feels different. It's something feels feels wrong. Like you're like you're drained. It seems like the rest that you did get didn't give you the refreshing that you that it should have. You know what I'm saying? I know exactly what you're saying. I know you know exactly what I'm saying, <laughs> Brackle. This is your it's your life, right, Alan? Oh, but also your maximum hit points reduced by four points. Oh, nice. Permanently? For now. Oh. Give your shadow to the shade. What are you doing, bro? You're down to 86 now. Okay. Oh, you set it to one. On accident. I don't know what my current was before that because I don't. Oh well, your current hip, you're back at maximum. You're, you're okay. you've gotten rest. You're at max. Yeah. I thought you said I didn't get rest. No, you've had rest. Like it's been a couple days. Right. Like okay. you can do a long rest if you'd like to reset your spells and everything. Like all of you can. Um, it's been this has been a couple days where you've had plenty of time to get enough rest for a long rest. I get a long rest. I get a long rest. Do I reset maximum HP changes during this long rest? No. <laughs> You don't feel well at all. You want to talk about how you just stabbed me with your weird 
black tendrils? Brackle immediately vomits tendrils. You vomit. Wow. I don't know. I, I, I don't. You do. You vomit. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. It's bile, but there is like some black weird stuff in it. Are you okay? I am not okay. Okay. Yeah, I can tell you're not okay. This is not okay. You stabbed me and then now you have vomited all over the floor right here, which is very gross. That one is wiggling. That is the same thing you stabbed me with. Amber steps up. Uh, Brackle. Do you need? Do you need to see? Like, do you need a doctor? Uh, there's, I guess we have any. Um, do we have a cleric on on ship? I don't. We don't have a cleric. Do, do you all have a cleric? Uh, we. Do we have a cleric? No. Hopefully, we'll be back in the city within two days. We sh- we should have been back this evening, but we're moving kind of slow. You know, towing an extra ship, but you should see someone about that. Is there someone on the ship I could see? I, I don't know of anyone. Uh, Pip, um, is there someone? And Pip says, well, I mean, I could... I, I, I'll ask Ilwin, see if he knows anything. Maybe he's got some information, something he could look, but um, I, I gotta go take care of some business. Um, well, yeah. if you if you want to go up, you know, get some sun, it's 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 a beautiful morning, I'll, uh, I'll see if I can talk to Lois. Is that right? She she says, looking at Pip, and he just kind of shrugs. Peter, I, I, I'll I'll speak with her. Um, and, and you all look over, and the woman is sitting up, now, wide awake, and she is looking at you, Brackle, with a concerned look on her face. Oh boy. I think she likes you, Brackle. Well, I'm going to um speak with her and and see what I can do. If, you all don't mind stepping out. Oh, Brackle. Are we supposed to? Yeah. So steps out. All right, I step out. You all step out and close the door. Joseph. Yes. It is time. You've received summons that you, they, they want you to come and help with the uh, the winds. Keep the keep the ship a-going. Uh, I don't remember which all direction do you pitch the sea stick to get the wind to go which way you want it to. Yeah, me neither. But you do have your, uh, your storm control power, so I'm pretty sure you can figure it out. Can I just do it from inside of here? You are welcome to go now if you need to, Joseph. I mean, it's the next morning. Mm-hmm. He hasn't done anything to him? No. Right? Everything's just... Everybody's just been chilling. Nope. Nothing. <laughs> I mean, if you don't trust Blaze in there, you can make Blaze leave and get someone else to stay in there. Well... You're the captain. Captain. That's true. <clears throat> this is my ship. So what do you do? Oh, captain, my captain. What do you do? I'm I'm just going to leave Blaze here. You say anything to him before you leave? Whatever you do, don't touch him. I will not harm him. I'm taking your sword as insurance. You are not taking my sword. Then how can I know that you won't mess with him? Leave it planted in the planks outside. You will see if I come outside. I'll also see that if you do harm him, that you won't have your sword anymore. Aye, aye, Captain. (laughs) That was hard for Jeremy, wasn't it? Yes, it was. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so you go and you're going to help with the ships? I go get his sword and then go help with the ship. You're going to try to take his sword? Yeah. Oh, no. (laughs) 
Oh, gosh. Okay. You step out. The, the sword is planted into the boards there. Okay. Okay. You're going to try and take a sword? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Is Blaze, like, watching him? Is he standing in the door watching him leave or not? Like, what's he? what would he be doing? I mean, if he closes the door, he closes the door. But if I have the opportunity to yeah. see it... That's what I was going to do is close the door. Yeah, he's closing the door. So you go to take the sword. Go ahead. If, if I hear... The sound of wood. <laughs> yeah. We're going to have a... Give me a stealth check. Okay. 16. Okay. Blaze, your passive perception is only a 14. But if you want to roll... I don't know that you'd roll for this. But I will let you if you want to. Because, I mean, you are watching, I guess. So you're mm. kind of being perceptive. I think he is suspicious enough to, to have been listening. Enough. Give me a roll. What would it be? Perception. A perception roll? Mm-hmm. Nope. Not much better. It's a 15 total. So he's still, he's still got you. Uh, you don't hear the sword being moved. Do I feel it magically? <laughs> <laughs> well, what is your plan, Joseph? Just to keep it with you? Yeah. Chuck it in the sea? Okay. Well, I would say no then. He doesn't do anything nefarious with it. He just moves it. I'm going to say you don't notice. Okay. I do nothing. You take the sword with you over onto the fantasy. Blaze is none the wiser as of now. Go ahead and give me a, give me an Arcana check, Linnaeus, um, with advantage. See how things are going with your wind controls and stuff. Ooh, 21. 21. That's pretty good. One. Uh, I'm going to say that you are you you use your, your mastery of the winds. How does that work? What is the ability again that you use? It's a feature called... Storm Guide? Storm Guide. Okay. Using your Storm Guide, uh, you have the wind blowing in the right direction, sort of a 100-foot sphere around you all. Uh, and you're actually able to do a lot better even than Amber has been uh, right now. You're doing really well, and you're hopefully making up for a bit of time. You're not moving as quickly as a normal ship would move in a normal wind because you are towing a second one, but you're almost there. So right. if you keep this up, you guys should hopefully make uh, the Shores of Vent Haven by tomorrow. Okay? Okay. Uh, Kellen. Yes? What are you doing? Do you do you come back up to speak to, to Joseph when you guys step out of the room? Right now, I was preparing spells. <laughs> I well, was like, well, we might as well do that. Yeah, that's fine. You know, you can be doing that while you go talk to Joseph. You Do you come upstairs to talk to Joseph? Or I do. I come upstairs. Uh, Brackle, you 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 staying there? Are you staying there by the door, or what are you doing, Brackle? I am uh, moping around all sick like. You staying downstairs? Or you coming upstairs? I'll come to see how the sun feels. If it feels worse, then I go uh, back downstairs. No, it, it feels honestly. The sunlight helps. It makes you feel you feel more energized. Like you're still tired and you still don't feel right, but you feel better in the sunlight than you did down there for sure. And then I stay in the sunlight. Okay, Kellen. Yes. You come up the stairs uh, from the lower decks to see as Joseph is crossing over uh, onto the fantasy, or he's, he's heading in that direction. Captain. Yes. Where are you going? To my fantasies. Aha! I get it. It's, it's like a play on words. <laughs> can I go with you? Yes, you can. Sweet. All right. I'm going to go with Joseph. Y'all cross over onto the fantasy, and as you do, uh, Charlie comes walking up. Well, good morning, Kellen. Good morning, Captain. Good morning, Charlie. Good morning. 
Sir Charles. It is good to see you both doing well. Yeah, you can say that about everybody except maybe one person. Oh, ah, yes. Larta, the little gnome. Yeah. He is dead. Lart, yeah, he is dead. Kellen. He died a horrible death. Very good, very good. I I'm just going to assume during this conversation that Kellen interprets everything to Joseph without having to actually have Kellen interpret everything to Joseph, okay? Yeah, but wouldn't it be funny to do so? Yeah, but it would also <laughs> make this conversation last at least 30% longer. Yeah. Yes, well, Kellen, perhaps the captain can tell us, why was the strange little evil gnome with us? Yeah, what was he doing with us? Uh, something about... Mary? Wait a, wait a minute. Wait a minute. He kept screaming something before someone chucked something into him. Kept screaming, what was it like? What was baned must be bunned. What was corned must be cobbed. Something like that. Bro, you know what he was saying. Oh. You've heard that before. Has Kellen heard that? I've not heard it before. No. Oh. Kellen hasn't heard anything this about is, the Unchained. This is true. Kellen this is true. Unchained dumb. He, he may have. He knows of the black stuff that was on Jim's back. He's part of Blackfire, like a hundred percent, and all that. Like his parents were in yeah. Thorngrove. Yeah. Has he heard about the? Has he heard any rattling chain sounds? He has heard rattling chain sounds. When he um, when he when he killed Dim Varga, he heard the rattling of chains. But he may not have ever heard what was chain will be unleashed. I can't remember if that was ever said. I don't think he's heard it. He doesn't know it. So... Uh, the mages from Venthaven sent him along. I've had a lot of issues with Venthaven in the past, so... Yeah. Haven't we all? Yeah, it's fun. Hmm. Maybe we should not go back to Venthaven. The what? I mean, you are the one who gets to make that decision, not I. I would say that our ship is probably not in the best sorts to do that, though, Captain. Hmm. Uh, Captain Celias Brighttree is standing nearby. Alas, he's he is correct. Captain Stormbright, uh, how are you, sir? I'm well. Good, good. Did you uh, have a good rest through the night? I did. And, Kellen, it is, of course, good to see you as well. It's, uh, Hi. These are... Difficult circumstances, obviously. While you're away, Joseph, I have been helping with um, the operations on the fantasy, but the, the spirits are, well, understandably low, having lost the captain. But what was this I, I heard about not returning to Vinthaven? Oh, um... These are not the droids uh, you were looking for. You didn't see anything. <laughs> I was just questioning whether it would be wise to return to that forsaken place. Forsaken place? Pentaven uh, is a wonderful place. I don't really understand. What, what? Well, he was talking about the guy, the little gnome, you know, the little gnome guy that uh, went all kamikaze on us. Oh, I was talking about the representative of Venthaven that they so earnestly try to send with us with refusing not to, for us to take him. Oh, yes, the strange... Who tried to kill all of us. The strange little gnome with the lizard helmet thing, the skull. What was his name? Lata? Yeah. I'd forgotten all about him. He was so quiet. 
Yes. He uh, he went with you all. What happened? Yeah, he tried to kill all of us. And he kept screaming, what is... I? What did he say? He was chanting... Oh, it was, what is chained will be unbound? Don't say it. Oh, oh, no, no, Kellen, don't. Almost, Yes. But... Oh, so oh. you're saying that the, the gnome was connected with the unchained? Ah, and he was also a representative of Vinthaven. I have no idea what this means. Do you still have the summons? The, the notice that he gave you from Marleyan. Do I? I would say you do. You probably stuck it in the bag. Yes, here it is. I pulled it out of my sleeve. His sleeve of wizard. Well, this does look official. But why would the governess send it? I don't know. I mean, this, this could be a forgery. Or it could be legitimate. And you believe that the Elder Conclave sent... An agent of the Unchained? Knowingly? You don't think it's possible? Well, I suppose it's it's definitely possible. Uh, I don't know, but... I never liked those wizards anyway. Well, they're not all so bad. Because they're wizards. Because they're wizards. They make people look like goats. <laughs> they're not as bad as Dracon Kelly. They kind of suck. What am I hearing right now? <laughs> the Dracon Kelly? Oh... I was talking out loud. Well, uh, anyhow, I, I do have some things to attend to. I'm uh, going to grab some breakfast for my crew and and, and such. Um, but you've given me a lot to think about, Joseph. Uh, I, I I don't think Vinthaven was behind this, but if I were in your shoes, I would ask Marleyan when you see her. I was just saying that there are a lot of questionable wizards and... Shady things that happen in Venthaven. Hmm. Well, we are living in dark days. But anyhow, I I will take my leave of you for now, if that is alright. Mm, it's not. What did you come speak to us for? I saw you and came to hand over the reins of the operations of the the vessel. I've been told you're taking over, right? For now? Yes. Very good. I'm just going to go into the lower decks and grab some food. Joseph, don't allow all of this to, well, make you see enemies around every corner. I am not your enemy. Okay. He waves and leaves. Enjoy your meal. I will. I'll bring you something if you'd like. Hmm. I've already eaten, thank you. Oh, of course. And he ducks down into the lower decks. Blaze. Hi. What are you doing in there? Uh, I prayed for a while. Okay. To Prevalian. Okay. And outside of that, I've just been watching him. What is your, what is the direction of your prayer? What's the direction? It's just been more of the same. Guidance, understanding. What should I do in the situation? Want her to know that he's got the pearl. And, uh, yeah. Some thankfulness for, uh, power she given me through my sword and... Uh, yeah, just just talking, just being, you know, pious. It is strange. You don't seem. It just feels like your prayers aren't getting above your head. You know what I mean? Yep, I know what that's like. It is a strange feeling for Blaze. It's not normal. Because since he became Provalian's champion, he has felt this thread between between the two of them. 
but right now it feels like it's you know like it's gone cold. Hmm. I try to speak to the shade again. Shade, are you doing something? He does not respond to you in any way. I inspect him again. I want to see if he's still doing the dreaming eyes thing or not. Nothing has changed. He seems well. His eyes are still moving. He is breathing normally. And everything seems fine. I'm going to check his pockets. <laughs> what has he got in his pockets? What's it got in its pockets? You go to, you know, just, just observing him, looking around. He's wearing, like, a very nice, like, robe. You go to inspect him. See, is, is he carrying anything on him? He's got his hands kind of crossed over his, his waist, like, just lying on each other. Uh, and as you go to just, you know, you're just looking around, just checking him out. Suddenly, you hear a gasp come out of him. <gasps> and he goes tense in his hands down at his sides. And he is trembling all over. And you can see the pearl on his chest pulsating, glowing. That hum is coming from it again. And he is just very tense and just trembling for a few moments. And then he lets out a... <sighs> And he is still again. And still sleeping. Shade, are you okay? He does not respond. In a deep, sleep-filled trance. Um, I go to the door and open the door and shout, I think we need a cleric! I notice my sword is gone. You do. Oof. <laughs> and with that, we cut to Brackle. Brackle, while that's all going on, uh, you're... Soaking in the sun, trying to sort of get your bearings. Uh, and after just a few minutes, Amber actually comes up the stairs looking around, and she sees you. Oh, Brackle! Brackle, um, could you or someone fetch me um, a lot of, well, a, a fair amount of, of parchment and something to write with? I attempt to do that thing that she just asked. Yeah, you can easily grab one of one of Joseph's crew. They've got some things. You know, so you got uh, Squabble, or Squibble. It works right. Squibble comes walking by, and he's actually got parchment sticking out of uh, his back pocket. It's just big rolls of parchment, um, and he is happy to oblige. He gives uh, some parchment to Amber and uh, some... He squibbles a lot. He squibbles all the time. Some some charcoal pencils and such. She says, oh, thank you so much, Squibble. And, he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, she goes on, <laughs> or she goes turns to go. She says, oh, there are there is uh, there's strange markings on her back and around her neck there's it's it, these it's like tattoos i guess but she doesn't seem to recognize them and it's in a language these runes i've never seen and also there's these lines i'm gonna do my best to draw it all out um in the shape that it's that it's imprinted on her skin once i'm done of course i'll 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 see if i'll i'll see what i can figure out and and bring it to you all okay wait is this like golden kamui I mean, you know, in a way, I guess it kind of is. Can I roll for PTSD again? She says, okay, Brackle, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's that's great. Uh, well, you look a little better in the sun. It seems like maybe it's helped you. Uh, yeah, it's certainly still not 100%, but it's definitely better than it was. Well, hopefully it'll uh, get, get even better. And then she turns and heads back down below. Blaze. Yeah. What do you do when you see that your sword is in my... I immediately take off towards... I, oh gosh, that's scary. <laughs> I, uh... You leaving the shade? I don't leave. I I hold the door open and shout, Stormbright! What did you do? You have made a major mistake! You, you hear that? You hear that ringing across? Captain, what did you do? 
I take out the sword. Why did you steal his sword? <laughs> I mean, the sword would have been obvious. It's the an whole enormous. Time, right? Yeah, it's Huge. an enormous great sword. He had the great sword. Yeah, you just now realizing. Uh, oh, yeah. maybe he just turns around and shows it. <laughs> I pull it out of my sleeve. Yeah, he pulls it. Oh, oh, oh! You mean this sword? He pulls an enormous great sword out of his sleeve. Blaze, when you think about that sword, um, you think about wanting it. Like, I want my sword. Give me my sword. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's a piece of my soul. Give it back. Kellen asks you what's up with the sword. You show it to him. Oh, you mean this sword? As you're holding it, it starts to hum. Joseph? Uh. uh like a little, yeah, like a tune kind of radiating off of it. And it's like vibrating at a tune, almost like a tuning fork. You feel it beginning to pull away from you. Run. Why is, why is it moving? Um. Can I grab his sword? Sword? That sword is moving, Kellen. I grab the sword. You lunge toward the sword. The sword zoops up away from you, unless Joseph's going to try and hold on to it. Holy crap. I'm going to try and hold on to it. All right, give me a strength saving throw. I grab hold of Joseph. I hope it drags you to me. <laughs> it's a 12. Okay, uh, let me roll. Okay, nah, nah. You, it, it pulls free from your grip. Okay. It, like, twists out and, like, flips up in the air and then stops and, like, turns the flat part of the blade looking towards you. And then it levels out horizontally and flies toward Blaze. I think it just flipped you off, Captain. Hmm. Blaze, as I catch it. you see the sword just zooming in your direction, and right as it's about to impale you, it flips and comes handle side towards you, and you grab it out of the air. Oh, yeah. And the hum dies down in your hands. Hello, good friend. I will not leave you planted in the wood again. It's still... Down the long road, surrounded by tall trees on either side, are two horses riding. Clip-clop, clip-clop. Not at a full gallop now, just at a, a slower trot. Uh, as up ahead, through the dusk light, as the sun is setting behind the mountains, you can see the glow of a city down at the end of the road, where the road comes, of course, to the long drawbridge, which you, of course, know uh, will be lifted at the end of the setting of the sun. Once it falls to complete night, that drawbridge will be lifted and the gates of the sea will be closed, Saul. So if you want to get there, uh, you might need to hurry. Well, Misk, we better hurry if we're going to make it before they close the gate. Times like this, I miss Butcher. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, but Butcher still couldn't keep up to my horse, and I just, yeah, and just take off on whatever horse I'm on right now. <laughs> <laughs> just a couple horses you guys picked up in Barlin's Pass, right? Yep. They've been good, though. They've gotten you a long way in a pretty short amount of time. Uh, you all have been making haste from the Far East military base city of Barlin's Pass to the walls of Nordentown. Saul does the same thing. He He's hurrying along. Okay. Uh, riding briskly now at a full gallop toward the drawbridge uh, leading in to, I guess, what would be the eastern, the eastern gate, I believe, of Nordentown uh, are two tieflings. Are you all dressed in your normal regalia? Or are you um, disguised in some way? What's your, what's your look? I think Miss would just have a cloak on over. Mm -hmm. 
Saul similar. He's just got a, a black uh, traveler's cloak over his normal clothes. You can still see the, the paylor. You can still see the rapier bouncing on his side. Mm-hmm. He uh, he has trimmed up his hair quite a bit. Oh, oh wow. Really? Is it? What are we talking here? It's much shorter. Much shorter. So like shoulders? Probably, yeah, probably right at shoulder length now instead of way down his back. Oh, wow. Enough that he can, you know, still hide his face in it if he wants to, but, Mm. you know, clearly making some changes. Right. Misk's hair has not been cut. I mean, her hair would probably be longer now. Uh, I mean, because her hair was always shoulder length, Mm. so now her hair is just, you know, darker hair, long, not put up or anything, just... Flowing in the wind. Flowing in the wind. Yep. You all come to the drawbridge uh, and your horses cross over. A couple of guards hail you as you come riding into town. Hello there. Greetings, peasants. Peasants? Well, uh, why, why would you call us peasants? Guards. Uh, uh, yes, the, the the guards of Nordentown we are. Um, what can I do for you? Um, oh, we just need lodging for the night. Oh, yeah? And... Uh, <laughs> Oh yeah. Maybe a hot meal. Yeah, well, well, oh, you're yeah. you're you're right by the uh, well, a good place for that. Um, the tall stall inn there. Um, Galenda, the owner, she uh, she she gets you a nice hot meal for sure, definitely. Uh, yeah. Tall stall sounds perfect. Let's go. Oh uh, well, uh, yeah. Uh, have a good evening. Uh, and he he goes over and as you start riding away, you hear the clinking. Of uh, the drawbridge coming up behind you just in the nick of time. Ha! We made it. We're back in Nordentown, Saul. Smells like horses. Well, they're known for no- horses, right? I've never been here. Yes, in fact, they are well known for horses and strange activities. Strange activities? What's that supposed to mean, Saul? Uh, it's a long story. Go back and listen to the previous seasons. <laughs> <laughs> The clipping and clopping of the horse's hooves under your feet. You ride just a small piece, uh, Saul, and it is sort of coming back to you here, and you can easily find your way to the tall stall in, in tavern. You see the door and the uh, the horse stall insignia on the sign uh, of this quaint little town tavern here in Northern Town. You uh, approach the door. You all hop off your horses. There is someone... Uh, who comes walking up to you immediately from beside the door, uh, a young boy, probably, uh, uh, you know, maybe maybe 13, 14, maybe early teen boy. Uh, he's got bright red hair and freckles, um, and he is wearing a sort of apron, and he approaches the two of you. Uh, will your horses be looking for boarding tonight? Of course, that would be great. Oh, uh, well, well, that I- would be wonderful, and Saul... Saul over tips him, like gives him a gold piece for what clearly should not be worthy of a gold piece. His eyes get very wide. He says, oh, thank you, sir. That's very generous of you, sir. Well, I would like to ask you some questions. Oh, uh, what, 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 uh, sort of, what sort of questions? Um, I'm just, I'm just a stable boy, you know. I'm looking for a gnome. I'm going to walk over to my horse like a saddlebag on my horse and open it up and be like, come on, Flicker. Ah! And then Flicker just be, he's been sleeping. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, come on, let's go. 
He comes out, he stretches and yawns. Uh, he like climbs up on your neck. What? This is the smoothest horse ever. <laughs> he wasn't that bad. And he like like hisses and like swipes a paw toward the horse. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh. They're not like the nightmares, are they? The boy, uh, the little red-headed boy, looks at you and the cat with a very concerned look on his face. Uh, I'm gonna. Can I take the horses on over um, and put them in their stalls? Yeah. Uh, uh, of course you can. I just need to uh, ask you a couple things. Oh, okay. Um, do you know of any gnomes traveling into town recently? Uh, uh, uh. Not, not really. I, I mean, there might have been a gnome or two that, that came through town, but uh, you know, uh, um, it's hard to say. Uh, not, not anyone of note, sir. Hmm. Any suspicious activity around here lately, other than the normal suspicious oh, activity? I, 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 I wouldn't. I wouldn't know anything about that. You, you could ask. You could ask my aunt Galinda, though. She, she runs the, the, the inn, and she might know something about that. Good. That sounds like a good idea. All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take your horses. Uh, it was uh, nice meeting you, and uh, thank you again for the, the 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 gold piece. And he like turns nervously and starts leading the horses away. So I'll let him go. Okay. Let him. Uh, y'all step inside the inn. Yep. Yep. All right. It is uh, you know like I said it's dusk, so the place is pretty hopping. I mean it's not like crazy busy, but there's quite a bit of people in here. Quite a few people. It's um, uh, you hear a lot of chatter and talking. Just a lot of people eating, and all the tables. The, the tables are like these high seated tables, where you know, even even for you two, you sit down. You know, it's like a tall, like a bar type uh, seats. All these tables. Uh, you step in through the door, and uh, there is a woman standing over talking to someone at one of the other tables. She is like sitting down a tray of food, and she turns, seeing you all standing there. Uh, and she says, oh, welcome. Welcome to the tall stall. Um, my name is Galinda. Uh, and uh, wait, um, I know you, she says. She kind of points at you, Saul. He gives a half-cocked smile. Do you? <laughs> yeah, I do. You came through these parts uh, sometime. When was that? Some months back, anyhow. You and uh, your friends, um, there's, uh, the halflings and the dwarf, Right. Yes, those were my uh, Phil, Bill, and Jill. Yes. Oh, yes, yes, I remember. Uh, well, what brings you back into Nordentown? Well, is this your, uh, your your friend? She says, kind of looking at Misk. This is, uh, yeah, that's my friend. <laughs> <laughs> Misk would take off her um, hood mm-hmm. or her cloak or whatever yeah. and like stuff it in her bag yeah. or whatever she's got on her side. Yes, the name's Misk. And by friend, I mean, uh, sister. Yes. Oh. Uh, I am his sister. Oh, family. Uh, well, it's nice to meet you, Misk. And, um, well, uh, milk, make yourselves at home. You know, uh, I, I can uh, bring you all some food if you'd like, a bowl of hot stew. That sounds great. All right, well, why don't you just take a table, and uh, I'll bring it right to you. And some of your finest meats, he calls to her back as she walks away. She, she just goes on about her business. You all take a table. Um, she makes pretty quick work of it. It's, you know, less than five minutes. She comes out with a drink for each of you uh, and a steaming hot bowl of stew. Probably get some orange juice. It's a beef stew we've got here. Uh, you know, it's, uh, it's a staple around here. It's, uh, and it's quite delicious. I hope you'll enjoy it. I do too. Um, chance you could join us at the table for a moment. 
Oh, I'm, I'm afraid I have a much work to do. I can't, I can't be taking a seat, but uh, th- did you need something? Well, we really just need to ask some questions. So, oh. honestly, whenever you have a chance, that'd be great. Well, I've got, I've got a moment. What sort of questions uh, is it? I, I don't know what all, what all I... I mean, I don't, I don't know what you need from me. I'm just a, just a barkeep, you know. Well, if anyone comes to town, they're more than likely going to come here. Oh, yeah. So, we were actually looking for a gnome. Oh. Um, travel through here. Uh, well, there are a lot of gnomes um, that travel through here for sure yeah but this gnome in particular probably stayed you know to the shadows probably tried to stay out of the limelight so Uh, any suspicious gnomes or anything like that no suspicious no um suspicious i i wouldn't we, we don't see a lot of you know sort of seedy things going on around here. I mean, well, your friend Saul here, he helped with um, some crazy things that were happening way back when with the, with the horses being killed and stolen or something and heard about some sort of dragon man. Remember that? You remember that, Saul? <laughs> I do remember that. Uh, it is very likely we will have to go to the Waldegraves Manor. Oh, yeah, well, you could, but things have changed over there since you left. What? Hmm. What is what has changed? Well, you know, the miss the mistress, she had to answer for her crimes and all that, yeah. Oh yeah. Hmm. But uh, um give me a you'll give me like a persuasion check or something. Uh whoever wants to do it, Misk, you do it. Saul, you can you're helping, so we'll say she's got advantage because of it. Cool. A five and a thirteen. Plus a thirteen eight. plus eight. Alright, so that's a twenty one. Uh with a twenty one, let me just Whew, Galinda. He roll really Whew. good. Oh. Oh. She falls and breaks oh, her neck. She dies. <laughs> oh, no. She rolled that one. No, nothing like that. She, you know, now that I think about it, not anyone suspicious, but there was a, there are some new gnomes in town. I remember a young man, uh, well, a, a man, not a young man. I remember a, a gnomely gentleman come by not too long ago. Uh, he, he and his family, yeah, they had uh, some stew. Um, recently transplanted here to Norden Town. They said, uh, where did, was it Bar, uh, Brightboard or Barlin's Pass? One of those. Um, I could probably find out whereabouts he lives if you'd like to go speak with him. Is, is, that, is that who you're looking for? Why, why are you looking for him? Hmm. I mean... There is a sum of money that he is owed, and we'd <laughs> like to pay it back to him. Oh, well, I rolled a natural one, so, I mean, you can get me to believe anything at this point. <laughs> um, well, yeah, yeah, let me let me ask around. The cook back here, he, 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 I remember he had a long talk with them um, that afternoon, or, or one of them, or something like that. Let me see if I can get some information for you. Thank you so much. Uh, she goes back into the kitchens, leaving you all alone for a moment. Well. The only information we got is that there was a gnome that was had dealings with he was, he the, the, was here's an informant. You, it was an, he was an informant to Barlin's Pass who defected from the Unchained. Oh, and he's like trying to stay low and get away from the Unchained. Yeah, that's why. That's why they wouldn't, couldn't. You, no matter how hard you tried, you couldn't get his name. Um, this this gnome gave Barlin's Pass very important information that res- that saved them from a huge coup by the Unchained in Barlin's Pass. And in exchange, they basically put him in like a witness protection. I mean, not necessarily like a they new just told identity. Us a just roundabout where he might be. Moved him across the world. Then... Said the only thing we can tell you is he he was supposed to be heading toward Nord- Norton Town, and he was a no. That's all the information okay. he had. 
That makes more sense. She comes back to the table um, a, a few moments later. She's got a little strip of paper. Um, they said that they believe he lives with his family in a little little townhouse here on this street. Um, and it's, uh, I, I, can, I can give that to you if you'd like. Um, and she kind of like reaches the paper towards you, Saul. And, but she like holds it as you go to take it from her. She kind of holds on to it. But the, you're, you're, he's not in any trouble, right? Of course not. We are. He seemed like a very fr- a friendly gnome. Um, and his family, I, I'd hate for him to be in any trouble, you know. No, no trouble at all. He's not in any trouble. Just a couple devils going to pay him a visit. <laughs> well, when you say <laughs> it like that, Saul. Yeah, oh yeah, uh-huh. that's, uh, oh, oh yeah. Well, um, the, there's the address there on the paper. It's uh, not too far from here, a little closer to the middle parts of town. Um, and it's a nice little neighborhood where you'll find them, so uh, hopefully that'll give you everything that you need. Misk, like, put some money on the table. Thank you so much. And um, Oh, you're welcome. Yeah, for sure. We'll definitely be back by if we have time. Well, yeah, will you need a room for the night? Um, uh, we'll see. We'll see how it goes, but probably. What were you going to say, Saul? Nothing. He... he... Uh, cuts his lip doesn't cut in like he was going to okay well if you need if you need anything just just feel free to stop by and let me know yeah 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 oh, oh yeah oh yeah and she turns and goes back uh, about her business you open the paper Saul and there's just a little address written there and you being from the time you spent here you don't know the town like the back of your hand uh, but it gives directions. It's not just like an address, like you need to punch it in. It actually gives you directions, and it tells you to go in the direction of the temples, and basically you turn down that way, and that's such and such road. They call it Gilded Lane, and uh, like toward the end of Gilded Lane, you're looking for a small townhouse and a family of gnomes. You all leave. You make your way there. You come upon the place, um, and, and you're looking around. And like I said, it's after dark now by the time you get there. It's probably a half hour's walk from where you are. By the time you get there, it's after dark. It's not late, but it's after dark. Uh, it's still spring months, so it doesn't stay. The sun sets pretty early. It's still in the day. And you come down the gilded lane. You come down to the end of it there, and you're looking for a house that is sort of lit and has like maybe firelight or, or lamplight or something coming out from around it. And you're looking for family gnomes. And uh, you, with the instructions you have, you do find it pretty easily. It's a simple townhouse, nothing extravagant, just plain, simple doors, white um, stone walls, a thatched, dark brown roof. Uh, but you can hear from inside because all the windows are open. You hear voices from inside. Uh, sounds like some children uh, talking and laughing, uh, maybe eating at the dinner table, something like that. You might want to watch the back. He'll probably be skittish. Probably shouldn't say anything about cutting off any ears. Just yet. I will do my best. That's wise. I'll try to keep a friendly face. Um, but I mean, two tieflings at the door at night. That's kind of creepy. <laughs> okay, <laughs> flicker. <laughs> Did you just? Saul goes right back at him. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. That's fine. If you bite them, though. You're not giving food for a week, mm. so don't bite him. He just narrows his eyes at you. Saul, so he's getting out of control. He probably needs to stay looking as a cat and not <laughs> speaking while we are here. He he winks at Flicker. He goes, Meow. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is so good. He's been practicing, actually. <laughs> Sounds like a cat to me. 
Sorry, that killed okay. me. So <laughs> of course it does. I'm gonna knock on the door. Oh, so you're going? Who's going to the door? Who's going to the back? What's y'all's plan? Uh, Saul's gonna like angle himself so he can like see like down the alleyway towards the back. He's not gonna go back. Oh, okay. He's just gonna keep an eye out, kind of deal. Understood. 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 Okay. So Misk, you're gonna. Yeah, approach I just and knock figure like if they're good and they were, you know, they're undercover or yeah, whatever, something. then. I mean, I don't want to freak them out. Right. So I just knock on the door. You knock on the door. You hear some talking from inside, and then you hear footsteps, and the door opens. It is, you know, the door is a little shorter than, than maybe what you'd expect. This seems like this house is probably made for someone like a gnome or a halfling, a shorter type home, uh, shorter doorways and things. The door, you hear like a little latch, um, like a lock of some kind being undone, and then the door opens, and... Uh, there is a gnome standing there in the doorway. It is a woman. She has like goldenrod yellow hair. Uh, it's pulled back in a ponytail. You know, kind of the sort of token pale, palish, a little bit of a greenish tint. So maybe like a forest gnome background uh, skin. And she's kind of smiling uh, back towards the kids. You see two kids over there, uh, a young boy and a young girl, like at the table, like kind of playing around. Uh, and she turns and she looks up and. She meets your eyes, uh, and then she gets a very concerned look on her face. Hello. Um. Hello. Uh, he- uh, um. <clears throat> hello. Can I? Can I? Can I help? Can I help you? Actually, yes. Um, we're friends from Farland's Pass. She like takes a step back. I understand how you would be hesitant but honestly we don't have that many options and you are our best option so um i'm sorry um i'm i'm, I'm having we're, we're we're uh just having um dinner uh with uh, with our family um i i don't know anyone from barlin's pass uh i'm afraid you have the, the wrong house and she goes to push the door closed i'm gonna put my foot in the door okay you stop the door she looks very concerned and she turns her head and says, "Harry, Harry, I, I, I'm 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 gonna have to ask you to to leave." Uh, Saul Saul approaches the door and he uh, mm-hmm. he points. He like has his finger raised up at head level for them and points down at the rapier, at the uh, paler symbol, and says, mm-hmm. "No, you don't understand. We're here as friends." Um. Look, we just want to be left alone. That's fine, but the world... We, we may lose the whole world if we can't find the who whole, we're looking for. The whole world? Yes. Uh, and I'm sure that you and your family... Well, you and Harry... Is he coming out yet? Can I talk to him? I would like to talk to Harry. You hear a door close inside the house further, and she turns to look. And she... She just kind of makes eyes at her husband, another gnome you see walking toward. His hair is uh, it's more gray, um, but full, and he is walking toward the door, and he says, what exactly is going on? And he turns and sees you staying there as well, and when he does, his countenance falls. Hmm. Don't be sad. We're here to protect you, to help. Actually here to help the whole world, and um, I don't understand... Honestly, you might want to just let us in for a few minutes. She looks she looks back to Harry 
and he motions toward the kids and she steps back uh, leaving the door open for you all to come in and she goes straight towards the kids and begins grabbing them up to take them out into a different room so as soon as we walk in I Mm -hmm. take my cloak back off I feel Mm -hmm. like I would have put it back on Mm -hmm. take it off and I take my rapier off and lay it down okay just to you know try to ease you know what what they're thinking about us I take off that and lay it aside. Saul does no such thing. He stands behind you. <laughs> no, that's fine. Good. Uh, Harry is standing there. He turns to see his wife and kids go. And once uh, the children have been put into their room, his wife stands on the other side of the door, just like watching you all. Harry's standing there. He's, he's you know, a normal height for a gnome. He's wearing a shirt that's like unbuttoned. You can see down like a little past his collar, simple pants. He has a pair of glasses uh, that are over his eyes, and they've got a chain that kind of looped back over his ears, and, and, and you know you can see obviously that you would take off and let hang around your neck. And he looks at the two of you. If you could lock lock that door behind you. Saul does. Is there somewhere to sit, like a little couch or no, little? Not seat? where you're standing. He's kind of like between you and going into oh, somewhere I can't like stand. that. Okay, that's fine. It's like a little like little alcove there in the door. Okay. How did you find me? We are with the group protecting you. No, you're not. Well, he, I mean, he takes his hands, I'm... he re- reaches up, rubs his eyes. I know why you're here. <clears throat> we are looking for someone. Very important person. You're looking for Neftalia. Uh, Your mother. <sighs> he reaches up, rubs his eyes some more. How do you know Neftalia? I'll look over at someone. <laughs> he knows a lot more than we thought. He looks back at his wife again, and he says, there's nothing for it. He reaches up, and he takes his glasses off, uh, and he, like, works it around. And on the back of the chain, he, like, disconnects it. And when he does, he pulls it off. He changes. Oh, Oh, no. no. You see his white hair. still around the same height, except he has this gnarly scar. Oh! Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Running down... (laughs) Running down the side of his face no! to the corner of his jaw, it kind of pulls his lip up in a permanent snarl. Flip, flip. He and they—you said he had two kids too. You little turd. <laughs> she stutter stepped when she saw Misk, because she knows you. Yeah. Well, poop. Oh my gosh. Uh, Saul draws his rapier. Uh. He doesn't have a weapon. He holds his hands up in front of him like. Satsaurus. I think it's time you lose an ear. Hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's all just calm down. So you're telling me... Look. That you dipped. You're not with the chain anymore? His his wife, who you now... I mean, obviously, yeah, yeah, you yeah. figure it's It's Liana comes forward. She puts a hand on his shoulder. She's still in her gnomish form, but you can see a gold chain around her neck as well. We didn't have a choice. You didn't have a choice. How do you not have a choice? Look, I, I'm out. I want no part of this. I don't. I want no part with you. I don't believe you. Believe me or not, it doesn't matter. So where is Neftalia? I don't know. The last I heard, she was in Dimmerhold. You need to leave now, both of you. Saul in Infernal says to Misk. Do we torture him? Do we question him? He knows so much. I just... 
you hear the door creak open, Misk, and you see two gnomish kids peeking out. Oh, gosh. Okay. Keep it together. Leandra turns and sees them, and she's, like, motioning for them to close the door, but they're not. They're just standing there. They see me. They're they're looking at you. I, I I don't even know what to say right now. I am... I'm not... I, I'm happy. I, I'm glad that you got out. I, especially for her. Like, I'm so glad that you could get them away. But... Look. We need your help. These chains. I took them from the vault. Blackfire's vault. When you ditched us. Yeah, well... It's the only way I could hide myself magically. And I think that Blackfire can't find me, but I'm pretty sure he could find the two of you. So you need to leave. This was the only way I could be with Liana, with Charlie and Charlotte for the time we have left. And that is not much. Then tell me, who did you leak your information to? To the Lord of Barlin's Pass. I gave them what they wanted and they got me out safely got me back to my family who were hidden from me where even I didn't know where they were and um Liana comes up she she she's like holding his hand now did you did you cut Miles thumbs off she he he narrows his eyes at you yes I did and you hear a little gasp from Liana Miles? Not Miles. Uh, I didn't have a choice. If I hadn't done that, Blackfire would have killed him. Well, he's... he's good now, and, um... I... I'd hoped. I burned it. I burned the contract. He's free. I wondered. I must say, my stomach for vengeance is much larger than hers. I have no doubt. Tell me. Look, I I can't atone for the horrible things I've done. And he lets go of Liana's hand and he steps closer to the two of you. And if you think the world would be better off killing me... Perhaps. Go ahead. Because this world doesn't have long. Blackfire isn't going to wait. <laughs> you sound like a coward. I'm not a coward. I'm a realist. And when I realized that his plans, once he lets his crooked father go he's not going to create a utopia for all those who helped him he's going to wipe us all out I'm gonna put a hand on on Shiv's shoulder Mm -hmm. the least you could do is tell us where Neftalia is and we'll leave or you could tell us why she's working with Blackfire is she being held under something is she because you acted like you were hurting all these people because you had to is there something over her don't misunderstand Misk you know me he glances back and sees his kid standing in the doorway now the door's open I've done a lot of things to a lot of people and yes what happened to Miles is regrettable but I was not forced to hurt all the people that I did. I did what I did for wealth. I did it sometimes because I wanted to. But with what days I had left, I just wanted to have a few more good days with my family. I'm going to turn around and get my rapier Mm -hmm. 
and put it back around my waist. I don't know where Talia is. Is she being forced? She is not. Mm-hmm. She loves that monster, as far as I can tell. Well, she's loved them before. It's not new, but we're going to win. <laughs> so um, if you want a piece of that, then help us. If you want to help us out in that or want your name to be recognized with that and for your children. I don't. There is nothing I can do, Misk, to clear my name. But I will tell you this. I don't know where Talia is. I know that some of your friends, the beefy one, the stupid one, his companions almost killed her in Dimmerhold. Yeah. But Blackfire isn't going to take his eye off of the last piece on the board. And what's that? Don't you know? It's Venthaven. Mm. It's the city. It's the lantern. It's the last piece. And it's right next door to that prison. Oh, crap. You want my guess? She's in Venthaven. I think we need to hurry. She's already there. When he says that, Miss eyes get pretty big. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to walk over to the kids where they're hiding mm-hmm. and kind of kneel down on my on one knee and, like, hold out my arms. They sheepishly at first, but then pretty quickly they come out and they, they hug you. They give you a big hug. They jump into your arms. I'm going to hug them, pat them on the head, let them go. I'm going to put my cloak on, starting to cry a little. I walk up to the shiv. Mm-hmm. I pull out the dagger of Enraya. Mm-hmm. I grab his good ear. Yeah? Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so Misk is putting on her cloak, and I I wait a second. Uh, as you grab his ear, flickers behind you. He steps around your leg. That's my He's such a potty <laughs> mouth. He's licking his lips. So... I'm going to go over and put a hand on on Saul's arm and mm-hmm. put it down. I mean, if you put it down, it's just going to go right through his ear. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'll pull it, I'll pull it pull back. back. But not like forcing, mm-hmm. just kind of... Like, please. Really? I would rather do this for my sister. I know, but there was things I did to you and you forgave me. So why shouldn't we forgive Shiv? I'm not asking for your forgiveness. You should be. If you were smart, you would be. Perhaps. And I'm gonna... I'm gonna hug Liana. She whispers in your ear, Thank you. And I'm gonna hug Shiv. He just stands there. He doesn't, like, hug you. He's just very tense. We're gonna... We're gonna save the world. And, uh... Better not mess up the life for these kids. Ever again. Or I'll come back and let Saul take that ear. And I'm going to start walking out. Saul. Saul's standing there with a dagger. Mm-hmm. He looks at Shiv, mm-hmm. looks at the kids, mm-hmm. looks back at Shiv, looks at the kids. Well, hope I don't see you again. He walks out. The feeling is mutual, he says, standing in the doorway. As you all step out, he closes the door behind. 
We need our horses. Let's go. Miss just puts her hood on and she's she's crying. Mm. And she's following Saul to the horses. Saul lights a cigar. <laughs> and smoking your cigar into the night, off you go. And that is where we're going to end this week's episode of Make Believe Heroes. Man. Mm-hmm. That's a good spot. There are still many things. No one's dead. Next time. It's just heating up right now. I wanted to heal Alan. Just think about it, bro. Just think about it. Because next time you're going to get your chance. Next time. And that's when you have to tune in. Next time. To find out what happens. Next time. On Dragon Ball Z. Blaze kills Jacob. <laughs> Will the Jacob. Jo- Joseph. <laughs> Blaze kills Joseph. Yeah. Jacob. Will the group make it back to Van Haven in one piece? Lord willing, they will. Uh, but you'll have to tune in next week to find out. Wait, we're still not in Vent Haven? Will Jacob tame another turkey? They may not make it back to Vent Haven. Much love. We love Bye. you. Bye, I'll miss you. Goodbye. Paul created an entire podcast, so I would have to kill my mother. <laughs> Yes, that is I the should. whole That's end game. That's what it is. Let's go. Cursey visits. That make me look like the goat. That make me look like the goat. <laughs> the goat. <laughs> oh, I love it.